so uh, we're going to talk about friendship today and that it pays to show yourself friendly it pays to show yourself friendly there's some benefits to that that uh, sometimes if you don't really think too much about them you'll take uh, the friendship aspect of Christianity for granted you'll kind of not want to make that a priority that you uh, uh, command friendship into your life and and the way that's done is by showing yourself friendly Uh, so we're going to talk about what friendship means as far as Christianity is concerned and friendship in general and uh, show you that there are certain benefits maybe you hadn't thought about before in having friendship in Proverbs 18.24 it says a man that has friends must first show himself friendly and I think there's a a, a translation that says a man that desires friends must show himself friendly and there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother so when you have shown yourself friendly God will see to it that you receive friends now I think probably a mistake that we make sometimes is to try and choose certain people to show ourselves friendly to. And I think the Bible indicates that we should make friends uh, with all men uh, and, and never pass up an opportunity to show friendliness to someone. Now what does it mean to be a friend? The, in the Bible understanding or the Bible uh, definition of friendship really has to do with covenant relationship. A friend is somebody that you have decided that you want peace with. That's the primary reason for friendship is that you would make peace with that person. The Bible talks about peace uh, being a fruit of the spirit so you can approach a person in a peaceful manner offering peace and then you have made a friend or you've shown yourself friendly to that individual. Of course we know there are times when, when they don't receive your peace. Uh, there are times when people just don't want to have anything to do with you but you show yourself friendly anyway. Uh, friendship then becomes a seed that you sow to whomever will receive it. Uh, whether people receive it or not you go ahead and sow that seed anyway. There are times when people have received friendship from us and they break friendship. Uh, Supposedly there's a a rift in a relationship or people have decided that they want to go a different way than you're going. And so uh, that friendship then takes a different turn. There are some friendships that are built upon um, a vow of keeping that friendship relationship and that's true of Christianity. We have a covenant relationship of friendship with God and so we have to understand that that covenant then provides certain things to protect the friendship. Amen. Certain things are there to protect the friendship. For instance, if you're a Christian, if uh, somebody breaks fellowship with you and you see that they go off into the world or they start doing things that you know God doesn't approve of, you have to let them go their way. You know, you don't follow them into uh, that life. You, you have to allow that God is the one who is watching over that relationship and he's watching over that individual and he has a plan to bring them back to him 
He promises to never leave or forsake. So God is waiting there uh, for for the opportunity to draw that person back into right relationship. And many times they will reconcile and come back into right relationship with the church or whatever. That's why the church is always here and open and ready to receive people when they're ready to come back. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, there are certain times where you, you go the extra mile with people. You know if you're an authority there. Uh, you know and, and uh, God may speak to you to do some extraordinary things to uh, retrieve people you know uh, I know Pastor Shirley and I have done that we don't tell the sheep to do that that's our job well somebody needs to say amen because that's true see if you see yourself as the shepherd and the retriever and you're a sheep then you're out of order I'm going to throw that in for, for just for old time's sake because many times people don't know how to hear correctly from God to let God's plan work in a person's life. You see, his plan will work in their lives if we'll take our hands off when we're not supposed to be involved in things. God knows how to find the ones who are wayward. He goes and brings them back. He goes and leaves the 90 and 9 and brings back the one. So I'm not sure what we can do over and above that 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 uh you know god would would do but it is the shepherd's job and the overseer's job to take care of those sheep i know there are people that like they like to second guess leadership you know that's their seems to be their little tack in life that they like to do and you know go and do what they're going to do anyway because they want to feel important but you don't feel important that's not friendship to feel important at the expense of God's will in a person's life if you let God work out his perfect will in a person's life his will will get done and that's what we're all here to see is the will of God to get done but friendship in a just in a natural sense has some really really important uh, aspects of it that I think we need to look at today and friendship really is is uh, it, it, to be attached to another person by esteem or affection so see there's a high standard here to call yourself one's friend so you're attached to them by esteem or affection affection we know is pretty much an emotional attachment to an individual and so sometimes that emotional attachment can drive the relationship can be uh, in the forefront of a, a relationship and there may not be much esteem there and so in Christian in Christian relationships the Bible instructs us to esteem the other person more highly than ourselves so in a true friendship we tend to put the other person's needs desires wants all of those things ahead of our own and so in that way God has an opportunity to reveal himself to people through other people they'll know God through us because we follow God's prescribed way of dealing with people as friends and so when we esteem the other person more highly than ourselves that's a friendship relationship that's pleasing to God in other words you're you're sensitive to that person's likes their dislikes their uh, um, times when they need space as we say it or times when they need uh, encouragement 
all of those things we're focused in on those things and that really comes through the spirit of God if, if you're connected with God's spirit you can tap into those areas you know where where people might need uh, an encouraging word or or um, uh, an encouraging uh, phone call I remember I was in a, a, a bible study when I was newly saved and I I was always making little greeting cards and stuff like that and I would just make them out and and have something you know for certain people that God had told me you know to encourage that way and and it always seemed to leave a good deposit you always want to leave good with people folks you, you understand what I'm saying you don't want to be the person that they don't want to see coming you know what I'm saying you 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 just want to uh, leave a good deposit with people you want to be an encourager everybody can be encouraged in something I don't care who they are we all need to hear a good word from somebody we need to be affirmed and confirmed in certain things and that's what friends do when you're a friend with it and you don't have to be a friend of that person per se buddy buddy pal pal but friends know how to interact in this area of esteem there's there the esteem has to be there it has to be that you hold this person in high regard enough to be concerned about what concerns them and to offer a remedy for it and so when we are able to offer a remedy for the things that concern people then we have completed an aspect of friendship a friend may also be an acquaintance there are some people that we are acquainted with in a peaceful way you know we're not fighting them they're not antagonistic toward us but they are acquaintances in a peaceful way a friend is one who is not hostile it's it's not a an adversarial relationship Uh, sometimes people get into relationships where there tends to be a lot of uh, selfishness and and manipulation and there's a hostility there Uh, you know if you you know a person that every time they're around you they're angry or they snap at you that's not a friendship they're somehow not connecting with you in a friendship manner and so there has to be more than the hostile every time you're around them sometimes you get around certain people and you can feel that wall of tension go up uh, when you get around them and that's not friendship we have to learn how to lay our lives down see your life is that thing you're trying to defend when somebody comes around you and so you have to learn how to lay that down friends lay it down because they don't want to they're not afraid of anything uh, they're not threatened by anything when you are, are in true covenant friendship with somebody you don't have any defenses to throw up there you know when when that person's around and so it it gets to be a challenge for us to really live in friendship with one another you know you you, you, there are so many ways that we feel challenged you know (laughs) Uh, i'm intellectually challenged Uh, i'm vertically challenged i'm horizontally challenged you know everybody's challenged in some way and so we have to learn how to be at peace number one with ourselves and and lay down our little defenses you know you come in with the sword drawn and fighting everybody off if they say something Uh, that's not friendship 
You know, when, when you're a friend, you, you you know people aren't out to hurt you, and they can't hurt you. And so, if if you really let yourself relax and enjoy this ride, you know, you you'll find out it's not you against the world, like you always think that you're you have friends in this world, and you're because you show yourself friendly. And I believe that's the key, because if we if we don't show ourselves friendly, then we have we have no right to expect friendship from other people and so when we when we understand that this is a seed that you sow the friendship seed is something you sow and God is faithful to bring it back to you in kind then you will have friends you will have people you can be at ease with you don't have to be tense around everybody you don't have to put on an act you don't have to put on a show you don't have to feel like you're on display you can say you know let the notch out of the belt or you know you see you see these guys <laughs> middle aged guys on the beach like <laughs> when the young girl comes by when she gets by <laughs> let all, that's us we need to <laughs> let it all out and just you know hey chill out life is you know hard enough without you being all tense about everything so a friend also is one who favors or promotes something you favor or promote something or someone. Amen. One definition I found was a, a religious community of peers. And they said was Quakers. So the Quakers sought to have a, what they call a community of friends. Where they had uh, people who were everybody's kind of like on the same level. Uh, they didn't have elders or ministers. You know the friends of course that's not scriptural. You know God has leadership in his church structure. But you could see them wanting to, to take the definition of friend to a level where it had not gone before in their experience. Experience. And so sometimes when you do that there's some overreach. But the, the Quaker community has always been known to accept everybody. Uh, in the uh, slavery abolition movement they were very very vocal and very very powerful in, uh, in uh, protecting slaves that had escaped etc etc. So they really lived out their understanding of holding everybody in high esteem. Uh, and so it was it was thought that that was the perfect way that God wanted us to live and and so they did have in, in their conscientious objection to uh, war and stuff like that you know of course you've got to fight sometimes or, or you will be killed and evil will prevail so you know there are some things that were taken too far but you can see a grain of understanding uh, what that meant not to take your hand uh, lift your hand against a brother once you have made friendship with that individual and so and that's something that's very very dear to God's heart is that when you have friendship or a friendship relationship that that relationship is kept Uh, the first person we're to make friends with as Christians is God we are friends of God the Bible says that we have made peace with him or God has made peace with us through the blood of the cross and so when that that blood is acknowledged then the oath that Jesus has sworn giving his life for our life and all of the covenant blessings and covenant promises that he's made to us that oath is confirmed by us when we accept his friendship and the Bible says that's the end of all strife 
You know, when an oath of confirmation comes, when you swear that you will not violate this friendship relationship, uh, then that's an end of all strife. You know, it's the end of all argument. That's the end of all challenges to one another. And you always speak peaceably toward one another. You you make peace with one another. If there is conflict that that breaks out, there is a way to resolve that in a true friendship. And in our covenant with God as Christians, when we have conflict with one another, we are to forgive one another and live in peace and harmony with one another. If we see a brother has something against us, we're to go to them and and offer peace. You know, get, get these misunderstandings straightened out. You know, there are more misunderstandings than we know. Uh, not everybody's out to get us. Not everybody's trying to put us down. Not everybody's trying to, you know, we're not all sinister people out here. Uh, if we think more highly about one another, we'll understand that. Uh, that your sin and my sin creates misunderstanding. Huh? Yeah. Because sometimes we don't we don't uh, speak what we really mean. It doesn't sound like what our heart really feels. Sometimes the enemy gets in there and and twists our words so that they're uh, they're projected in a way that's that's not kind or doesn't sound kind. So and these things can be cleared up. Is all God saying. There's nothing that cannot be cleared up because my blood has been shed and it's perfect for all situations. You understand? And so these things shouldn't be left out there as, as problems or issues or mountains or divisions or things that keep us apart from one another and keep us out of friendship. We should be able to reconcile all things with all men. There's a way to do it. And and I think if we go into the depths of God instead of playing on the surface all the time, trying to avoid everything, you know, uh, we shouldn't be afraid of our faults to face them. We shouldn't be afraid to face our weaknesses. We shouldn't be afraid to, to face the things that are, are challenges for us because of what he's done. You understand what I'm that's real grace. You know, you have a grace to be able to face all this nonsense and overcome it and, and don't let it be a problem for you or anybody else. And so a a a, 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 a friendship, a true friendship, is stronger than a mere association. Stronger than a mere association. You may have associates at your job and you can have friendly relationship with them but a true friendship is not an association because when you go to another job or they go to another job you know you get their comfortable chair and that's the end of that you know they move on and you move on and so what we're talking about here is something something much much more uh more depth there's more depth to it uh there's more permanence to it friendship is more or less a permanent uh, relationship because there's room to have it reconciled when it's broken see when it's when it's jeopardized or it's broken there's room to have that friendship reconciled if both parties will accept the terms of peace if you don't accept the terms of peace you know there can't be peace if one party just wants it and the other one doesn't 
You got me. Now you can be willing and and you can be prayerful about it, but it has to come together the right way. The only exception would be a marriage. Marriage is totally different. So it's it's you know, and when you're married, you are friends. You know, I'll hear people say, "I married my best friends." You ought to be friends. You know, you, that that's a given in a marriage. You're not hostile to that. Why would you marry a hostile person or marry somebody you're hostile to? And so, when 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 you make that covenant, uh, marriage covenant, that's a friendship covenant, first and foremost. You know, I don't know what people think marriage is. I don't know why they think they get married. But I got married because I liked him and I wanted him to be my friend all the time. You understand? What, now he might have had other ideas. Ah! Wake up. But you know, <laughs> for what it's worth, folks, you know, I just throw that out there. So it's stronger than association. <laughs> it's true. I wanted a friend. I wanted a permanent boyfriend. And so that's that's why I was lo- somebody I could be peaceful with. When I went home, I was always wanted there. You understand what I'm saying? That's what you think about when you think about marriage. You don't think about all this. I don't know what these young people are thinking about now, but it ain't that. It's a given that you're friends with that individual. Why you would get married and not be able to call that person a friend, I have no clue. But that marriage covenant is a vow of strong friendship until you die. And and that's the end of that. So it's... uh Social scientists say that people who have friendships are happier than people who do not. And so it's good to seek friendships by showing yourself friendly. A friendly person is one who will keep peace at any cost. You got me? You must keep peace with that individual or there is no friendship. Characteristics of friendship. Some of the the uh, uh, feelings or or spirits that move a friendship are sympathy. You can if you sympathize with a person, that's a grounds for friendship. Man, somebody who's been through same thing you've been through kind of thing, that is a uh, a grounds for friendship. Empathy. Where you can can uh, put yourself a stronger than sympathy, you can see yourself in that person's life to a degree is a grounds for friendship. Honesty is another one. If you're looking for that in a person, these are characteristics you admire about people and motives for making friends. Altruism. If you're the type of person that just wants to do good for humanity, you will show yourself friendly. When you have a mutual understanding and companionship, that's a grounds for friendship. Like some of the support groups that they have. You know, there's all kinds of, they're more and more popular uh, now than they've ever been. And especially with social media, there are ways to connect with people uh, in a greater way, in a more committed way. So when there's mutual understanding and companionship, there can be friendship. Friendship comes when there's trust. If you don't trust a person or something about their words, their attitude or something turns you off, that's not a person you want to easily or you will easily befriend. 
And then sometimes you get these surprises where the people that you didn't think you'd like at all. And then all of a sudden you find something there that goes a little deeper than what you were looking at in a superficial way. And so you can develop friendships over a period of time as you get to know people. Friendship is the ability to be oneself. When you can be yourself around somebody and you can be peaceful and at ease, then that's a grounds for friendship. If you can express your feelings easily around other individuals, it's a grounds for friendship. Many times people who are are showing themselves friendly withhold judgment from people. You know, you just don't jump on the first thing you see uh, that you think is out of joint. You give a person a chance to uh, reveal who they really are. So it's more than just a first time impression. You know, people talk about the power of first impressions. But uh, in, in some situations you'll see people over and over again and you get to know them. Is what we say sometimes, and and you're you make a friend. You should always show yourself friendly, though, whether you want to draw that person to yourself or not. <clears throat> you show yourself friendly. You can make mistakes without fear of judgment around a friend. You know, you can, you know. And now I know it's different with Christians. Sometimes we're we're compelled to help one another uh, to to obey the word and to stay on track with God. You understand what I'm saying when in, when there's a, a, a covenant relationship. Um, but God will open those doors, you know, for you to speak and what to say and all that kind of stuff. You don't just go off, you know, run through the church and tell everybody to get right with God or, you know, what I'm saying that kind of stuff. So there's a, a, a temper to it and a wisdom to it that a true friend will seek for you know and one who needs to to know certain things you don't want to bombard that person with all your knowledge but you want to pray and ask God to open the door if you're to speak uh, into that person's life when we uh, look at Lazarus who was raised from the grave he was still bound uh, in death things that didn't allow him freedom of movement didn't allow him freedom uh, to um, be who God wanted him to be Uh, and Jesus remarked to the people there to unwrap the grave clothes off of him and and that is the job of the body of Christ to free one another up to be who God created them to be. And that can only be done at his instruction. But they didn't do it before Jesus gave them permission to do it. So that's not something we just not your job to you know, correct everybody. And you know that kind of thing. So it's, it's done by the leading of the Holy Spirit. And we can do great things that way. I remember my days of, of being a, an encourager with my little notes and cards. If, if, uh, and many times people would say things like, she said, you don't know what that did for me that day. She said, it came just right. God would say, well, mail this one to somebody or mail this to, and I said, you don't know. And, and what I could do with, at that time, I think stamps were like 20. Three cents or twenty. What I could do with a quarter, you know, and, and you know, you put it in God's hands, because I wanted to help God. I wanted to help people, and I wanted to be a blessing to people. And so, your friendship then provides a context where the basic needs of life are satisfied. That's the other thing it does. Friendship provides a context in which the basic needs of life 
are satisfied. So friendship's real important. It's important to God. And it should be important to us. It's important to Christians. High quality friendships have a way to resolve conflicts. There's always a way to resolve a conflict in a high quality friendship. It's interesting some people who, who go like you, you know you see people sometimes they can't stay in a church because they went here and this thing wrong happened and you know they'll start making judgments and indictments against God's people based on an experience that they had. And you may find that those people don't know how to show themselves friendly and don't know how to make friends. And very often they're offended and go from place to place or get get offended and go home and sit and don't go to church anymore. You know that kind of thing because they don't understand just basics about what this Christian life is all about. And I believe that the enemy does that to people to keep them from getting grounded. You know if you don't understand the basics of Christianity you'll never get off the ground and do much for God. And so this offense thing uh, pops up with people sometimes because and, and they don't understand that the enemy's behind it. You know you can try to tell them you know I think God sent you to that place and, and you should forgive people and keep going. You know that's what we all do or supposed to do. And uh, keep going and see what God can help you with there. See what God can teach you in that place. See if you would stay put and see what God. Oh no, no, no. You don't understand. They did this and they did that. And so it gets to be a real challenge sometimes for some people to get the basic understanding of what they're here for. And that is to make friends. We are here to make friends of all men. Make disciples out of all men. Disciples are friends. Because we have a covenant relation. We all Christians have a covenant relationship with God of strong friendship. And so that relationship has to do with coming into contact with God and laying down our animosity against him. So when you first get born again, you become the friend of God. That means that he has made peace with you and you have made peace with him. And you don't doubt your friendship with God. You don't doubt your relationship with God anymore. And then you start to build on that relationship. So it's very, very difficult for the church to be the church without having made peace with God. And so this is why our first inclination is to make sure people are born again. I can remember being in churches where um, there were so many visitors coming in and out all the time. And the pastor would at the end of the service he said turn to the person next to you and ask them are you saved? You know and some people religious people would say you know like. Of course I'm saved. Don't I look saved? Or you know whatever. You know what I'm saying. I mean why get offended? This is somebody's eternity. You know we're helping. They, you know, some people can never get beyond their little world. So you didn't want to ask anybody. Especially if they look hostile. And then some people would get that look on them before he even said it. So you knew not to ask them. If they saved you know. They're the sorriest looking saved people I've ever seen. But you leave them alone. 
But it was a good thing to do because sometimes you would get some people where the word had touched them and, and they wanted to make a confession. And so it was very, very important and still is for us to invite people into this covenant of friendship with God. Where they know that and they know with a certainty that there's nothing standing between them and God anymore. That is such an important reassurance to give somebody. And as a friend of God, we are commanded to offer that to all men. We're, we're to offer peace with God to all men. We're to offer reconciliation to, with God first to all men. And so that is so important to God. He wants more friends. He wants more children. He wants his family to continue to increase and grow. And he's looking at us to do it. He's looking at us. And so many times you may think our our efforts are a little feeble or they're a little clumsy or whatever. How we judge ourselves and other people. But we're, we're going after that peace. Uh, that only God can bring into a life of the individual because it's through the blood that this is, this is done this is not just uh, uh, you know a Tupperware party where we all wear crazy hats and spend our money you know and call ourselves friends this is something that that has been paid for there there was a price needed to make us close to God again and that's been paid and that's a good news see that's what we share with people and so there is a, a and I believe that's your first command in showing yourself friendly you preach the gospel that's that's showing yourself friendly to all humanity because you're inviting them in to what you have in God you're letting them know that God's not a bounty hunter tracking them down God doesn't want them to go to hell he doesn't want them to be lost eternally he wants them to come and live with him as family and friend uh, you know throughout eternity and in this life and so there are certain things that we'll, we'll lay down our lives to make friends with sinners and make friends with strangers that's why sometimes we put up with their nonsense you know like in the workplace you get picked on and you get talked about behind your back and all that kind of stuff we forgive them and we hold them in higher esteem than we hold ourselves because we don't mind being picked on if we're going to be the bridge for them to walk over into eternity because it's that important and so we can be that way with other friends uh, you know not just the sinner bringing them into salvation but we need to be friends with others in the same way uh, people in the church we, we are friends with all of God's children we're all friends and we're all siblings I know we think that father doesn't have enough stuff for everybody and sometimes we fight over it compete with one another but that shouldn't be we should all have enough uh, fellowship with God the father to know that he is set aside uh, something an inheritance for all of us is not shortchanged uh, by the fact that our brother has something you know the uh, prodigal when the, the younger brother came home the elder brother was was upset that he was welcomed home you know because he saw this kid wasting the family assets and so forth and so on but but the father taught him something in that uh, family assets mean nothing that that money I gave him 
him that he threw away means nothing compared to him coming home alive. You know, he was dead to me, and now he's like the mafia said, "You're dead to me." You know, but the, you know, the, he was that way to to his dad until he came back home again. And so we we have to learn what's important. Uh, it's very important that we make friends of all men. You know, hold them in high esteem, lay down our lives for them, uh, because they certainly it's certainly worth it to make a friend in God. So when a covenant of strong friendship was made, there were certain areas of a person's life that a friend took care of for you. When you made a covenant of strong friendship, you made it based on your mutual attraction to one another for the sake of protection for the sake of strength for the sake of preserving your lives so when you make friends with people just in a a normal sense I'm not talking about just as Christian friends or making disciples of men or, or witnessing or leading people into the kingdom of God just in a normal way when you respond to people there has to be a mutual attraction for the common good between two people uh, you must see yourselves as contributing equally to one another's well-being and so uh, typically when tribes say for instance when tribes would make covenants of, of friendship where they would quit fighting each other let's quit fighting and let's band together because we'll succeed and we'll prosper if we we stop this nonsense and we can gain strength with each other um, and so when both parties were willing to do it there was a place where whoever had the strength in this area the one who was weak in that area would lay his down and they would pick up and invest in the common strength of, of, of that, uh, that, that person. And so for instance if I was from a, a warrior tribe and we knew how to make uh, really good weapons and we had Uzis and machine guns. Not no bows and arrows and spears. We, didn't, we grew up before beyond blow darts. <laughs> Even though they work. But uh, whoever had the best arsenal of weapons, that person that was weak in the weaponry area would lay that down. You know, and we'll let you handle the defense department for this relationship for both of our tribes. There were, you would lay down your coats, which was your personal uh, covering from the coal from the elements and then whoever was the best in that area would then pick up having to take care of everybody in that area tribe wise so you'll find some tribes say for instance when they they look at different artifacts and and uh, archaeologists go and, and uh, look up these things they'll find that certain tribes uh, that made wearables their wearables have lasted over a hundred years and things like that because they were experts at that and so then trades would grow up from this type of covenant of strong friendship where if, if dressmaking ain't your thing don't make no dresses we'll let the girl that knows how to do it do that and so from that then begins to develop a different kind of expertise and a different kind of of, of value of that that 
that group that may never have been known before had they not come into contact with a group that could handle something they couldn't handle and you could devote your time to this over here that you were good at. And so that's really how a covenant works except with God. He doesn't need anything that we have folks. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So we lay it all down and he allows us to pick up a brand new life in him so he begins to reveal to us things about ourselves that we never knew were true about us we never knew that we had these kinds of things we never knew that we had this calling we never knew we had these gifts and abilities because if the more you lay down the more will be revealed to you about who you truly are by God and it's a temptation sometimes to pick those things back up again and start to work them for your own good if you don't know how to really trust God and lay these things down so the more we can consider ourselves friends of God the more we'll lay down so that he can give us the better thing he can give us something better so that we can can uh, come into who we really are and really in our new life in God a lot of the old things that we used to be good at aren't needed anymore so that he doesn't need your education he doesn't need your whatever it is that you thought was so great and you can lay that down and sometimes you might feel like you don't have anything to offer anybody you know for a long time but then God will begin to draw things out of you that if you held on to what you've been holding on to they'd never be revealed because you can't live out of two kingdoms at one time and so you have to release that one so that the other can emerge and it can be strengthened in a new way in a greater way and so it does take love it takes a great deal of love and trust of God to understand that that as a friend of his you've already committed not to raise these things up anymore and to trust him to bring his best through you you got me so God has the best uh, in the way of defending us he has the best in the way of giving us shelter he has the best in the way of giving us clothing he has the best in the way of doing all of these things and he doesn't need our help with any of that he just needs us to trust him to do those things and one of the things that we we have to trust God in is security and shelter we have to trust him with our health trust him with our lives God wants us to attain to certain things down here on earth. When God led the nation of Israel out of the wilderness, he gave them all property. And he gave them property. And you can see why they're fighting over the property even now to this day. It's in dispute. And so God has given and he gives all of his heirs property and he expects us to hold on to it for him See, there, there are others that will come along that will be able to get the benefit of what he has given to us <clears throat> our vow to lay down our lives we lay them down when we show ourselves friendly we allow ourselves to be at risk for the sake of showing love and kindness to another person in other words showing the life of Christ to another person a very important aspect of the covenant of strong friendship was the covenant meal 
it is implied when you sit down and break bread with someone that that ends all strife between you. There are certain areas uh, of culture in the Middle East that they said if, uh, um, oh geez, I know it's a certain tribe, an Arab tribe of people. But they hold so uh, firmly to the covenant that they would rather go hungry than to receive uh, food from an Israeli. That the minute you accept food from, from an Israeli that meant you can't be uh, enemies with them anymore. And so if they're to keep this fighting, it's kind of amazing to me. You mean all we got to do is get everybody to sit down and give them something to eat and this would stop? You, you understand what I'm saying? I mean it's just that that powerful friendship is very, very powerful uh, to hold people together. So friendship is God's cure for certain things that the enemy brings into our lives that iniquity brings into our lives friendship is God's cure for it friendship is God's cure for loneliness the Bible says he puts the solitary in families amen he places you with other people all the time and our example for that is in in, uh, Genesis 2 where he said it was not good for the man to be alone and he created the woman out of the man. She came out of the man so that they would have a, an automatic connection and kinship. They were, if you think about uh, people's DNA and how it connects them, there's a, not just, it doesn't have to be a physical resemblance, but a genetic resemblance is even deeper. And it's recognizable from one human to another to a degree. There are people that have had siblings that they didn't know. I'm trying to think of this this situation I saw, you know, on one of my bad people shows, but whatever. There were some, some children who were related, never knew it till they got to be adults, but they grew up kind of in the same neighborhood together. And they would see one another, and these kids looked nothing alike. I mean, physically, but they said that I always felt like whoever was my brother or sister, they were close to me. You got me? And and these these genetic things, now that we're understanding it more and we can, uh, you know, examine it under a microscope. Of course, when you really see it, it's very real to you. But it's there is a, a blood link that's undeniable that, that can be, be perceived by a person. It, it, there, there's an awareness in us that can perceive kinship. My, my mother had, a, my, you know, she was a part Cherokee Indian, and her mother was a full-blooded Cherokee. And she, my mother would say things that we didn't understand, you know. So, you know, you roll your eyes back in your head as far as it goes. But she would say something when there was a, a who was that? One of a Louise's, a Louise's kids. One of Dewey's grandchildren was born. And when she was born, my mother would look at her and she said, I smell the blood. I smell the blood. And I go, you know, we all want to pass out. Her mother's going. But that was her perception 
of the kinship there. And we later found through talking to my mother's sister. When she came and saw her, she said, she looks just like you did, May, when you were a little girl. You know, she's very unusual features for, you know, we look at her, you know, you want to size her and wonder where she came from. But she looks exactly like my mother did when she was a, a, a small child toddler. And so these are things, these are perceptions that we have of kinship that are undeniable, you know. And so when... And I say that to say this, that homosexuality is so demonic because when God brought the woman to the man, there was a kinship, fellowship, relationship that was totally defined. It was totally defined as to male, female, no confusion there. He knew how he was going to relate to her because there was something in common that they both had being human beings Amen. Of opposite sexes that was distinguishable, undeniable. God didn't have to tell Adam anything that we see from the Bible for him to know how to relate to her. But I see little boys in the in the supermarket. You know, they they're in the you know in the cart, and you know they're not slobbering on that little that little bar and you think oh my goodness whose hands have been on that I'm chewing it all up and you know if you're a female when you walk by the <laughs> you know it's just, my husband looked like that you know. oh it's a joke lighten up everybody but they're male and female from the beginning and there's no confusion you know, sometimes I'll look at the moms I say, well, it's good to know I still got it. You know, we'll laugh and all that kind of, you know what I'm saying. But you, that's something you don't mistake. You know what that's about. And so uh, that, that desire for companionship, God resolves that through friendship. If you know how to relate to people as friends, you won't have a craving inside of you for something else that lonely think driving thing that makes you feel like oh my god you know you gotta have this god have that friendship stops that huh? because friendship then allows you to invest yourself in another individual because if you lay down your life and you esteem that person more highly than you you won't have time and energy to be craving anything else you understand what I'm saying you uh, friendship is very very fulfilling if you'll allow it to fulfill you if you fight off friendship and go for your cravings you're gonna be goofed up but but God has already provided for us Uh, so his friendship is his cure for many many things loneliness being one of them an oath was sworn between Adam and Eve to leave father and mother and cleave to one another so there was a marital friendship involved there that's that's not generally the way we perceive friends in general but certain friends we can single out for that relationship just one to one per person okay one to a customer you don't need several of those in your life you just need to be faithful to the, the one so marital friendship is where Adam swore an oath to leave father and mother and cleave 
to his wife. There was such a connection between the two of them. Uh, they were connected and yet different enough to to have a companionship that it was on a level of nothing else uh, that, that God had, had created before. Friendship is also your, your uh, cure for rejection. Hmm? Jesus took upon him rejection of all men. Isaiah 53.3 He was despised and rejected of men. He was acquainted with sorrow and grief so we didn't have to be. When we become friends with God then God makes us attractive to other people. You don't get rejected unless you just insist upon it. You know, you got to work hard at it. After God gives you peace with everybody. Sometimes people will be <coughs> attracted to you for no reason. They just want to come up to you and bless you. And what, you know, God will single you out to people. You know, that happens to me and it happens to me sometimes where God will tell me to go do something uh, for someone. You know, and, and you just obey God. <coughs> Rejection is always a sign of displeasure. The blood of Jesus Christ has paid for all displeasure that we have for one another with forgiveness. All anger, displeasure, disappointment can be set aside when there's forgiveness. Forgiveness is applying the atonement into situations. You come bearing peace because God has made peace and he has granted his peace to you to impart to others. To impart to situations where there's a division and there's a separation. You can be a person who brings peace with you. Always be a person of peace. Don't take sides folks. That's so immature. You, just, you can be a friend of God. You don't have to take anybody's side. You can know, be a friend of God. I remember there was a, a, um, a friend of mine that was, um, uh, it was her a daughter and the daughter's husband were at odds about something. There was some stress in the family, you know, these things that pass, you know. And uh, she was very upset because she felt her daughter had done this and this and this and this and he didn't appreciate it. And so I just let her talk and, and you know, later God had me call her and tell her, you know, if, if she would just be on his side, he would work things out. You got me? All parents want to side with their children. You know, it's just natural. But we're not just natural people. We're supernatural people. And so you can be on God's side and bring peace into any situation. You got me? And of course they're still married. You got me? They were never going anywhere. But if you get in there and act stupid, you'll be on the outs. You know what I'm saying? So, so anyway. But rejection has been taken care of. We, we are not rejected. Once God embraces you, that's a big hug. You know, that's one you don't forget. And if you want to be rejected, it's because you you just insist upon carrying that yourself. And you really let go of God's hand when you do that. Uh, Friendship is a cure for abandonment. God promises not to drop us, forsake us, or turn his back on us. When we are friends with God, we have permanent adoption. We have permanent acceptance. All of this is permanent. And we are to to shed that out 
among other people. See, we're we're to not withhold that from others and allow others to realize that they are not abandoned and especially by God you know sometimes you can get in God's way and and, you know be so prominent in the situation they don't find God we need to know how to step in there present uh, the love of God to them and step back and allow them a chance to respond to it and respond to God people need God more than they need one another but we are the bridge over to God and we do help support what God's doing down here on the earth so our activity is always important but our dominance in a situation is not so God will show us how he cares for us and loves us and he does it through other people and many times people will get uh, hung up on the individual as the source for things but God wants us to step in there obey him and step back and then they can glorify God you know the Bible says that they are to see our good works and glorify God and and that can happen you don't want to be too prominent in a person's life you want God to be prominent in their life and and it's a good thing because God wants to know them God will be the greatest help we're just to show people the way. We're, we are not the way. We show people the way. So when, when we know we're not abandoned by God, we know we can approach him at any time. Any of his children can approach God at any time. If they're estranged from God, it's because they're, they choose to. They can come back to him any time they desire. The um, friendship is God's cure for poverty. And we all know that. We know that friends can encourage us in the right things, enrich our lives. We've all had a, a holy handshake when we're in church. Somebody will come to us in service after the service and you know slip some money in our hands when we've been praying and asking God for something. Uh, Miss Nola always talks about the box of food at her door. You know, <laughs> Pastor Shirley would always leave there. Somebody would. Uh, Miss Carrie would always leave her clothes and stuff like that. And so, uh, friendship is the you know is be at peace with people you know you don't have to be in their grill all the time and all up in their house and stuff but be at peace with them let them know that they can come to you you're not a hostile person you're not standoffish you're available uh, you're open and and you're honest and so let that let that prevail so that God can prevail in your life also uh, uh, friendship uh, keeps us it's our, our uh, rescue from hunger and and we know that because we have fellowship meals often you know if you're in a, a place where uh, Christians really obey covenant rules and covenant laws with God uh, you, you're, you're provided these things and sometimes you may not think that they're necessary or you need well I can buy my own food and I can do this and I can do that and uh, all of that kind of thing but sometimes God will assign you as a provider for a person you know even even in a short time in their lives Uh, friendship is our our cure for sickness Uh, a merry heart does good like a medicine amen when you have friends and and you have good relationship with friends it becomes a medicine uh, to your life you know I know there are times when I'll I'll think to myself I said oh gosh these knees hurt this hurts that hurts and then uh, you know I'll 
call somebody, get on a phone call or something like that, and start laughing, and pretty soon I'm walking around, you know, and all that kind of stuff. It's a simple thing, but it's an important thing. Uh, anything God provides for us is important and it's necessary for our well-being. But friendship takes care of all these things, folks, because God wants us to be whole. He wants us to be entire, and He's thought of everything that we we need. I'm not saying you got to be the life of the party. That's not the kind of friendship. I'm not talking about the person that uh, knows everybody and, and you know, but I'm talking about the person that carries peace with them. That's more of the friendship uh, that I'm saying. And the more peace you can bring with you, the more people will be drawn to you and will be gathered together in that peace that only God provides. And so friendship is very important. It's important to be friends with your family members. Uh, Be friends if you're an adult. Be friends with your parents. Be friends with your children. Uh, Be friends with cousins and people like that. So that they know that when they come around you, they can be heard, uh, you understand them or you attempt to understand them. They can talk to you, share things. You're there to give a listening ear if you need to. Just be a peaceful person, you know, not, not hostile in any way and not, uh, you know, uh, not someone who's compromising either. You know, you're, you're not there to compromise. But you're there to be as Christ would be if he were there in your place. Amen. And he was always a man of peace. Praise God. Father, we thank you for allowing us to understand friendship in a new way Lord we're peaceful people in the main and we want that to be our trademark down here on earth that we left the world better than when we came so we thank you Lord for that covenant of peace that covenant of strong friendship that bond that you have with all of us and we honor you and we love you for it Lord in Jesus name amen praise God if anybody needs prayer come on up for prayer Praise God.